I'm Deidre. And I'm Chelsea. And we're giving you a million murders. Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome. We're back at it again. We're back in black. <laughs> Didn't we do that one time when I was like, yeah, I'm the, black? <laughs> and Felicia died laughing. She's like, uh, I can't with Deidre. Yes. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to our podcast. Yes. Welcome A to Million show. Murders. Yes. So... I am going to do a murder today, and it is a unsolved murder. Yes, it's an unsolved murder. I'm sorry, but I have, I do have a solved murder for you all. I just haven't done it yet, but I have one ready. So you will actually know about a solved case. All my solved murders I did on (laughs) our old podcast, I feel. And then I like had a couple of unsolved and now it's just like, I'm, I'm unsolved mysteries over here. Mm-hmm. Just call me Robert Stack. Cause um, doo, 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 doo. <clears throat> this was the wrong day to do you this. You got unsolved cause... cases like my life's unsolved. <laughs> <sighs> I cannot. I you. want something solved in my life. <laughs> I want something. I need resolution. <laughs> so this story that I'm going to tell, or this case, uh-huh. is going to be a local one. It is from Kentucky. Uh-huh. I'm going to be telling the story of the murder of Twilight Crooks. Huh. Okay. So. Does it tell how the, it got the name? That's the girl's name. Oh. Mm-hmm. Her name's Twilight? Mm-hmm. She has a long name. I don't... Yes. Okay. So, I'll tell the whole name in a minute. But, yeah. um, I feel like this is too long of an intro. I took too long. Anyway. um, So, one day before the nation would be rocked by the terrorist attacks of 9-11, residents of Bowling Green, Kentucky, found themselves faced with an unfathomable loss. A two-week search for missing 15-year-old Jessie Marie Twilight Song Crooks Hmm. had come to a tragic end. Um, And this, I basically copied and pasted this whole thing from this one article. Mm -hmm. I can't remember, but I'll cite it in the sources because it was so good and it was very detailed and it was like the only like top to bottom detail fully that I could really find that was good. So... Shout out to them in our in our sources because I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, so Twilight was seen. I'm taking that out. Okay, so Twilight was seen. <laughs> Twilight was last seen late in the evening on August 28th, 2001. Earlier in the day, she had spent time with several of her friends. First having dinner with them and then hanging out and listening to music. Twilight was a bubbly teen whose genuine wide smile was contagious. She loved being around people and had a fascination with sun and star images. At 5'6", 
and less than 100 pounds, she was graceful and alive with seemingly endless energy. Twilight had been born in New Mexico and was hmm. half American Indian, um, a heritage that she celebrated very much. So Native, you know, Native American. Um, after returning home from her friend's house, or from time with her friends, mm-hmm. Twilight received a phone call at about 10.50 p.m. Police later traced that call to a payphone outside of the Plano Country Store. So, I know where this area is. Um, I've passed it a lot, going to a friend's house. So, I know exactly where this place is. I've driven by it hundreds of times, and I never knew that there was anything like this that had happened there. Um, Shout out to Shelby for telling me about this. She is one of our listeners and one of my coworkers, and I was like, no, I've never heard of this, and... When she said that it happened here, I thought, I drive by this all the time. Yeah. And it's in a very open area. Like, it's literally on a, just like a regular street. Um, Just, I mean, literally right off the street. But apparently back then when this happened, there wasn't, because there's a fire department across the street. There's, you know, some things in the area. But she said that... It wasn't always like that. Like, mm. the fire department wasn't always there. Yeah. So maybe, you know, that changed things. But there's houses, like, right across the street and over there. But, you know. Yeah. Unless somebody's just staring out their window all day, you know, you're Ugh. not going to see anything. So, um, it's believed that Twilight snuck out on foot to meet the person who called her from the payphone that evening. Twilight was never seen alive again. Her father, Bobby Crooks, and stepmother Linda reported her missing the next day on August 29th. The community searched for her, hoping that she had just ran away. No one dreamed she could have come to such a track at... Oh, God. <laughs> bless America. God bless America. All right. The community searched for her, hoping she had just ran away. No one dreamed she could have come to such a tragic end so close by. When Twilight was discovered 13 days later... Oh, gosh. Yeah. um, And some of this can be a little trigger warning-ish, so just just a heads up. Um, It's not too graphic, but, you know. Um, She was discovered 13 days later. Her body was partially decomposed from exposure to the elements and animal activity. Hmm. This made it impossible for police investigators to make a positive identification. Forensic anthropologist Dr. Emily Craig was called in to assist. By using dental records and other medical records, Dr. Craig was able to make a positive identification. I'm pretty sure Dr. Emily Craig, like I think she is from Kentucky Mm -hmm. and she's worked on a lot of cases. and I think she was even on Unsolved Mysteries. Hmm. If this is the one I'm thinking of, because I remember watching it one day and there was this yeah. anthropology from Kentucky and they were talking about how cool she was. And I was like, wait a minute. I need to know who this woman is. <laughs> so I think this is her. Who that? Who that is? So um, at around 4 p.m. on September 10th, 2001, a man walking his dog off a trail in a... Why am I... It's like I can barely read. At around 4 p.m., 
September 10, 2001, a man walking his dog off a trail in a remote area on Matlock Old Union Church Road crossed over to the border of a wooded area when his dog caught the scent of something. Just inside the tree line, he came across the partially decomposed and fully clothed body mm. yeah, of 15-year-old Jessie Marie Twilight Song Crooks. Her body had been dumped in an area that could only be arrived at by leaving a nearby gravel road. She was abandoned just at the brink of a wooded area and not far from a dried out pond. Her killer had made a rather inept attempt to conceal her body by covering twilight with leaves and plants he had pulled up by the roots. She was less than five miles from her home. Oh my God. Like this is really like it's on the same like. Whoever did this picked her up, took her straight down the road. Or she met him there. Well, that's where she met him. Where? Where she was murdered? No. Or where she, she was found? Well, no, she... Because she, you said she walked, oh, well, walked on foot. She walked... Yeah, so she lived close to the Plano store. So she walked to the Plano store, took the phone call. But that's a long walk. Like, it's... it's well, five miles. Yeah. Is that what I said? Less yeah. than or five miles? Yeah. So less than five miles, but it's close to five miles, yeah. I would say. Because I've driven out there. I've driven on this road before, and I didn't know, you know, that this was, you know, it's just crazy. On September 11th, 2001, the most horrific news Twilight's parents received was not emanating from television news reports about terrorists and planes being flown into buildings. Mm -hmm. That day, they received the worst news from the Warren County Sheriff investigators. The body found in the remote area off Matlock Old Union Church Road was indeed their missing daughter. Twilight would not be returning home. Investigators believe Twilight was killed the night of August 28th. Um, so that, you know, the day she went missing. Uh -huh. um, the, condition, the, condition, the condition of Twilight's body when recovered, strongly supports this. Evidence in the area where her body was found suggests, I forgot about this, that she was killed in a different location than where her body was recovered. Additional evidence at the scene indicates the killer moved her body in an attempt to conceal it. Because of the particular location where Twilight's body was discovered and the fairly complicated access path to it, Investigators believe Twilight's killer is familiar with that area. Though it is remote, it is just a few miles away from the Plano subdivision where Twilight lived on Larman Mill Road. There are several critical clue cues several critical clues from the scene which detectives have not made public. These are things that only the killer would know and detectives say that they must protect that information. Wow. Yeah. So like they you know still to this day haven't released it um twilight was found wearing a men's extra large football jersey with the number 10 on it it was from a rival high school edmondson county high school mm -hmm. and twilight's parents didn't recognize it it wasn't hers huh police would later trace the origin of the jersey but it would only lead to a dead end twilight's shoes were missing from the scene where her body was recovered it could be that her shoes were left in the killer's car. However, Twilight was also known to go barefoot on occasion, especially when she was going to be hanging out with people that she knew. 
Twilight's purple fossil watch was never located at the scene. This could be an important clue. Perhaps... Did you hear that? Uh-uh. It was like a... This could be an important clue. Perhaps someone will remember someone suddenly having a purple fossil watch or giving one away around the time of her death. Investigators were able to recover DNA from the scene. That information has been entered into CODIS. Investigators will be notified immediately if a profile matching the DNA profile left at the scene is entered. So, at least we have that. So, like, if this person ever gets in trouble, yeah, we've got, we've got his prints in the system. Um, investigators say that the DNA they collected means if they have a suspect, they can prove one way or another if he is responsible for Twilight's death. Investigators have never released the cause of death for Twilight. This information is purposefully being withheld to help eliminate inaccurate and false information. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Over the years, police have interviewed well over 100 people in this investigation. Not even told the family? Hmm? They didn't tell the family either? I don't think so. No. Which I don't know if I'd want to know either. Yeah, no, just don't tell me. Um, which when they identified her body, well, her body was identified, but I don't know how they identified her body. Dental records. Oh, look, like I'm just reading it. I'm not even (laughs) absorbing anything or remembering. Good Lord. So yeah, they interviewed over a hundred people in this investigation. Teachers, friends, teens she went to church and school with, pastors, co-workers, neighbors, and relatives. They have, so maybe that's why too, because you don't know who did it, so if you tell somebody... Yeah, that's true. And they feel like they can trust somebody else, mm-hmm. you know, then it's all getting around. They have relentlessly tracked down every lead that has come in on this case, but the case has grown cold. This year will be the 21st anniversary of her disappearance and murder. She would be 36 this year. Wow. That sounded rehearsed. <laughs> it was. Wow. I had to cut out her wow because I had a blonde moment. So she threw it back in. So imagine that being <laughs> a, a real wow. <laughs> um, yeah, she would be 36 this year. Um, and all they have now, you know, are the memories, um, the pictures, and a memorial placed at the scene where Twilight's lifeless body was found. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's really, really sad because... And Shelby was saying that she feels like maybe it didn't get as much attention as other things do because... Probably not because of being 9-11 and stuff. Yeah, like 9-11 was the next day. The same thing happened in New York. There was a woman who went missing and she went missing September 10th. And then September 11th happened. So they don't know if she died in like the crossfire of that. Or if she died September 10th. Or what happened to her. Like she just disappeared. (laughs) Did you hear that? I did. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But anyway, back to this. So it is likely that Twilight knew her killer. And therefore, the people who knew Twilight likely also know her killer. It's a sobering thought. But investigators are hoping someone will come forward with some information about that night to help bring Twilight's killer to justice. Twilight trusted her killer, and they took advantage of her being a child. 
It's up to those who knew and loved her to speak up for her. Perhaps someone out there heard or saw something that night or shortly after and discounted it as being, you know, not important. Yeah. Especially if it relates to someone they knew and trusted in the community. The Warren County Sheriff's Sheriff's the Warren County Sheriff's Office wants to make it clear no piece of information or tip is too small or too inconsequential. It may be that someone has just a small bit of information, but it may fit into a much larger piece of information for the sheriff's investigators and be just what is needed to reveal the truth of what happened that night. Last year, an article came out from the Bowling Green Daily News saying the sheriff's office has been actively reinvestigating the homicide, and Warren County Sheriff Brett Hightower said the FBI has become involved in an effort to develop a, to develop a suspect or suspects. With recent assistance of the FBI's forensic team and newer technology, we are hopeful that we will be able to identify the DNA of anyone associated with Twilight Crooks' death or the disposal of her body, Hightower said, in a video recorded for South Central Kentucky Crime Stoppers. Hmm. As we prepare this case for prosecution, any additional help will further substantiate the physical evidence obtained, Hightower said. If you have any knowledge of this case, now is the time to come forward. Your knowledge of those involved in the homicide or the disposal of the body of Twilight Crooks can bring those responsible to justice. If you have any information about Twilight's murder, you are urged to reach out to the Warren County Sheriff's Department at 270-842-1633. The Sheriff's Office is dedicated to bringing Twilight's killer to justice, and they want to hear from you. You can also contact the South Central Kentucky Crime Stoppers at 270-781-CLUE or 2583 or call toll-free at 866-842-CLUE-2583 to leave a tip. You can also text your tip to 274-637, which spells out crimes, mm -hmm. by texting SCKY plus your message. You can remain anonymous if you wish, and you may receive up to a $1,000 reward for your information. And that is the story of Twilight Crooks. It's sad. It is. 15. Yep, 15 years old. Went to the local country store. I mean, it's just a small little store. It's yeah. just like a little mom and pop place. And uh, they had a, the payphone's not there anymore. But, you know, she just went over there and now she's gone. But that jersey was such a weird thing. Yeah, that is weird how they didn't recognize it and then. Yeah, somebody redressed her and um, they, yeah, they, I know I said they traced it back, but we were talking about it and it was like. Ended up being a dead end. Yeah, it was just a dead end, but like, so it didn't have anything to do with that person's jersey number, like them, because it yeah. was kind of like a t-shirt like we used to do in high yeah. school. So, yeah, I hope that, you know, with the newer technology that we can find out who did it and hopefully, you know, they'll be arrested and bring a little bit of closure for her family yeah. so my thoughts definitely go out to them and if y'all know anything please call mm -hmm. yeah or tell us okay and so if you have questions comments concerns or if you want to tell us something that happened to you something 
for us to cover, you can email us at a million murders at gmail.com. And you can also go to our Instagram and look at the pictures of the people and the places of the cases that we cover. And you can also follow us. Um, and you can also go to our Facebook page. <laughs> I forgot. Mm-hmm. Go to our Facebook page um, if you want to start a discussion on one of the cases we've done or if you want to suggest suggest any cases that you'd like us to cover or stories that you have, you can do that there. Yes. 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 So... Thank you all so very, very much for listening. And we hope you come back for a million more. Bye. Mm, that was beautiful. Goodbye. So long. Farewell. Mm-hmm. Off features and goodbye. <laughs> Bye, y'all.